The Thread is a new hit podcast from Aussie Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another, like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. The world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every. This Chris Brown, I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, mother. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The black mother of Hollywood. Mother of black Hollywood. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I've been traveling around the country a lot, you know, touring, uh, you know, Florida. Went over to the Parkland, uh, talked to the Parkland kids. Mm-hmm. Just left uh, Detroit. Went over to Flint, mm-hmm. talked to the Water Warriors. Uh, it's just not a book tour. I'm trying to do something out here, you know. Um, you really out here putting in that work, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, Black Issues on hiatus. Oh, we just got picked up for a fifth season. Hey, 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 I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Are Bo and Dre going to stay together? Uh-uh, y'all just got to keep watching. <laughs> He's so devastated Well, we've been that. picked up for our fifth season, obviously. <laughs> I do love that you started the book talking about going, getting on Blackish, and just basically you almost retired. Yeah, I was about to retire. I didn't get Oranges. I auditioned for Oranges and New Black, and my girlfriend, uh, Lorraine Toussaint, got it. I auditioned for Getting On on HBO. My good friend Nisi Nash got it. And I was like, okay, this is a... Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I was out in my yard. But, you know, I love them. And I'm always happy for other people. You know, I work. So come on now. Got more talent in my little toe than... Anyway. That's so I got to, I'm kidding. Not, okay, let's get that right. Oh, cut that. <laughs> cut that. I don't want my, my peers to think I think I'm better than everybody. But I do. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I was sitting in my backyard. You know, I, I come from poverty, so I saved my money mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have to need too much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. an alpha female. Anyway, what the f*** was I? We're talking about yeah. you almost I got retired. So much almost my retired. Head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was pruning my roses, and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire. I walked over to a 25-cent wheelbarrow that I had bought at a garage sale, and it's full of geraniums. And I say it out loud, not even me can stop me. Mm. I gave up many times in my life, but I didn't quit. Mm -hmm. You got to be in it to win it. You got to stay up. I wrote that book for the millennials because I saw them lay down in the streets. But there's a beat they miss. What's the beat? You got to feel your feelings. Mm. If you feeling hopeless, feel that. Whatever you're feeling. Feel your feelings, then move. Because mm. you'll carry the rage with you. You'll carry the confusion with you. You'll carry the chaos with you. And then we don't get anything done. Feel your feelings. They are shooting our babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard you. You're very passionate. You feel like all the players should be kneeling. I want them to all go down at the same time. If you take away America's fun... These are the great warriors of our time. These are the gladiators. Mm-hmm. You got to go down. Your great, 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 great grandmother went down on two knees and her hands. She wasn't just picking cotton. She was raped while she was doing it. 
So with the ABC episode of Blackish that uh, they 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 didn't air, which was about the the kneeling, what, what was the reason they didn't air it? You know, I got to tell you something. I wasn't around mm-hmm. for all of that, so I'm not going to speak to it because I don't know what happened. But we all know what happened. It was too much. It could have been, you know, the temperature and the temperament of the country, where it might have been too delicate. But I don't understand. ABC is, you know, let us say everything else and yeah. address all these you know, needed modern-day issues that people can walk away from the television and sit down and discuss. There's a lot of depression in this country. Mm -hmm. The N-word, police brutality. Kenya Barris sits at the helm of the show. He's brilliant. He's a young genius. I admire him so much. So I don't really know what happened with Disney or ABC. But with what's going on in this country right now, they might want to speak to it all. And if it was about the kneeling... Let me tell you something. These basketball, football, baseball, I don't care what you play. You are a gladiator. We pay your rent. You have to honor what's going on. They pulling our babies over and blowing their heads off. Mm-hmm. And you going to run around and throw a ball <clears throat> or hit a ball. and They pulling your son over. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you with. I don't care if you with a white woman. The baby might look white. <laughs> you got to... Inch of black blood, they black, and they going to kill them. And you go to work and throw a ball around. How you go to bed when your son is out in the street going to the club? What made you decide to write this memoir and tell all these stories? Because it is something that, as I was reading it, I read so many memoirs from men who tell all of these stories about themselves. But it's very rare that I read women telling stories like this. I wrote this book, first of all, for me. But then I wrote it for the next generation. Because I want them to know that no matter what, you can come through the fire. You gotta love yourself if you wanna come through the fire. Mm -hmm. I have an expression, I say, love yourself so that love will not be a stranger when it comes. And it will come if you take care of yourself. Self-care, I'm stressing Mm self-care out on the road. I tell all them black women, stop eating fried chicken every day. (laughs) You used to do that too. You talk about it in the book. You used to yeah. eat fried chicken every day. Well, you yeah. know better, you do better. I know better. it's donuts. <laughs> but you got to stop. You got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. You got to stop, you know, sitting in those rooms. You know, I was, I'm bipolar. I'm bipolar still. I had to take my med. My daughter was like, you got your meds in? I, I want to talk about it. I got it in this morning. When did you first realize you had a bipolar disorder? Okay, so here it is real fast. The book. Born and raised in poverty. I'm the baby of seven children, so I didn't get a lot of attention. So I spent my childhood going, see me, see me. And then that turned into, see me, see me. That lasted a long time. And then it turned into the deep. Oh, (laughs) you gonna see me, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And they saw me. But look at this. You get tired. It's a mask. I mean, I was talented at hell, and and I had a good heart, but I was sick, mm. and I didn't want to admit it. So they came down after I got my ass in therapy. It's a journey, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's called the journey within. That's what my friend <laughs> said to me. She said, Jenny, there's no greater journey than the journey within. I went, there's a journey within. It sounded exciting. So I took it. So I opened up my palms, and I educated myself. 
And now y'all want to know what my hands are doing? What are you doing? How's everybody? Hey, baby. <laughs> yes. I'm Jennifer Lewis. That's right. I'm St. Louis. Actually, I'm from a little small town called Kenlock, mm -hmm. Missouri. All black. It was one of the first all black self-governed townships in America. So I was born and raised there, you see. So this little town sits on the border of Ferguson, Missouri. Oh, so Ferguson hit ah, you Ah, come hard. on now. Mm -hmm. So even as a little girl, I was warned never to go to Ferguson alone. So when it exploded, I wasn't surprised. Mm -hmm. But see, and here is the power and the glory. Ferguson had a movie theater, and Kenlock did not. Now, you think I was going to let white folks back there keep me from my dream? I would go over there every Saturday morning. My mother would have killed me if she'd known I'd mm -hmm. go over there. Get my little popcorn, sit up in the balcony, and imagine myself on the silver screen. Hey. And now, 68 movies later. Wow. 452 episodic television shows, four Broadway shows and concerts all over the world. Don't with me. I was going to ask you, you know, did you feel like the bipolar hindered you any in the business? But clearly not, did it? Well, here's the thing. The mania. Understand, bipolar is manic behavior. That's that cousin at the family reunion up on top of the table, drunk, cussing <laughs> with his pants down. So that's bipolar. You don't have to go and say, you think you're bipolar? He's bipolar. The other polar is depression. Mm. Now, listen very carefully to me. Bipolar disorder. The mania is the rush. It's dangerous. It's rageful. And it's out of control. It worked for me on stage. Mm -hmm. But baby, when the curtain comes down, mm. oh, you want to talk black and dark and sad and lonely. You hide in a dark room. Mm. Eat yourself to death. Sleep yourself to death. Get high yourself to death. And then you miss that one line in the Constitution, the pursuit of happiness. So what sustained me was having a passion. We have more with Jennifer Lewis from Black-ish, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now from Black-ish, we have Jennifer Lewis in the building. Now let's talk chapter four of the new book. Diva. Diva, oh, y'all, I had so much sex up in these streets. <laughs> I had a sex addiction I didn't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just being in my 20s, early 30s. Now, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I hear guys say that, I always think it's bullshit. I'm just like, man, to say you was cheating, you like f***ing. But you know what? When I was reading the book, before you even said that, I was like, yeah, because it seemed like you didn't feel like you were complete unless you had somebody. No, it was a need. It was, yeah. This was a drug. What it felt like? I had to have that right after I came off stage. I get me a good-looking man. He was my type. You like them red boys? Yeah. <laughs> you like no, them beige? just a little high yellow. I like them with the fro back then, mm -hmm. you know, pretty lips. Just like, does he look like your Miguel? Book. That was her. Like Miguel? True love. No, he doesn't look like Miguel. Let me see if anybody in here look like Miguel. Miguel <laughs> was Dominican. He had your skin tone. A little lighter. And he was precious. He's Dominican? I am not Dominican. He's a man that you wouldn't think <laughs> would have been the love of my life. But mm. he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was a mathematician. Met him in New York? I know. I met him in college. Mm -hmm. I met him when I was a freshman. Mm -hmm. He was brilliant, and he was sweet, and he was very spiritual. And I was fascinated with him. And he called me a Yennefer. 
What's that mean? Mm. Oh, Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer. What is that? Oh, he said, what that mean? Yeah, what, what that mean? <laughs> no, he would call me Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before you started, like, going to therapy and stuff for your bipolar, was the therapeutic? Was that what? Oh, yeah. Well, the was the drug. Mm. Are you kidding? An orgasm? And when you bipolar, you you got multiple orgasms. What? I mean, I, I blacked the out. Was it any? <laughs> I loved c***ing. I would c***. Was it, a, was it like a... a a relationship or was it just random child let me take no no yeah do it yep i i had them all but i was selected as a star <laughs> i was gonna be a star i can't say i was i couldn't sleep mm -hmm. with everybody everybody couldn't say they slept with me and that did tame me once again it was the dream that stopped me from being killed mm. i had the knife to my throat yeah it was the greatest performance of my life i talked myself out and this was just some boy coming off the street He'd seen me in the paper with a white bikini on. I was on page six of the post of the Daily News. It's all in the in the book. Oh yeah, please tell. That was a horrifying experience. Oh, but we don't we don't we don't want to go in that. Y'all read the book about the boy putting a life in in the knife at my throat. I talked myself out of rape. The boy came into my house with a knife. Ooh. It was the greatest performance of my life. Talking myself out of it. He eventually he cried. And he said, I just got out of jail and they put me in for something I didn't do. And he just wanted to hurt somebody. Mm. Mm. He wasn't mean. He, was, he didn't come in like this because I'd have kicked his ass. I went to therapy for 17 years, twice a week, because I wanted to live. You spend 33 years in depression, hurting yourself. I didn't want all those men on me. Come on, I want to love myself. I wanted to enjoy my success. I was a Broadway star. Got no business running around picking up guys in clubs. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that. How'd you get over it? I went to my ass to therapy. You had to go to therapy for the sex addiction? Yes, sir. Wow. You even went to an acupuncturist, you said, and she mm -hmm. said she could tell you had two men in oh, one day. Oh, my God. I walked in some room, <laughs> and this Asian woman, uh, you know, I, I, I had bronchitis, mm -hmm. and she gave me the, um, the needles mm -hmm. all over. I looked like a porcupine when she finished. Mm -hmm. And right before I walked out of her office... She said, how many boyfriend you got? Uh, one. She said, how many boyfriend you got? I said, two. Because I had slept with a guy that morning, and then I slept with another guy that night. That was the only time I ever did that. Mm -hmm. She looked at me. She said, two men with one woman make one woman poison. Mm. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I got it. I don't know how she knew <laughs> I had done that in New York, and I got into L.A. I was like, okay, baby. Yeah, you, yeah, all right. But, yeah, when Walter Cronkite came on the news and said, everybody you slept with, you've slept with everybody they slept with for the last seven years, I told my girlfriend, I said, bitch, book me a trip around the world and put it on the credit card because I'm a dead bitch. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's scared. That, well, AIDS stopped HIV us all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> AIDS stopped us all. I went, scared. I was in Monaco, I remember, and somebody had called me and told me that Luther Vandross had AIDS, but it was because he had lost weight. He didn't, he didn't have AIDS. No. Anybody that lost a lot of weight back I in did. those yeah, days, yeah. You, you just... Either had AIDS or they was on crack. That's right, what right, right. And so, you know, I loved me some Luther. And I was like, you know, and that went through my head over there. I was just getting ready to sleep with... Some French boy it was gorgeous. I'll never forget. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> very nice. But anyway, hey, but um, 
I put on the brakes that night. Said I ain't doing this no more. I don't want to die. Did every make you come, or did you already know your body so much from maybe masturbation God, or something? I didn't need no man to make me come. It's just I used men. I discarded them like tissue paper back in those days. <laughs> I was a brick house. 36, 24, 36. Hey. I didn't around. <laughs> and, you I kick your leg, and you could kick your leg up. Kick my leg <laughs> up anything I wanted to do. But yes, it was a need. It was a drug. I didn't do hard drugs. I was at a, a party with the San Diego Chargers when I was touring country with a Broadway show. And uh, they were passing around a brown box. I said, what's that? He said, that's Coke, baby. I said, how you do it? He said, well, just, you know, pull it right there, snort it up. And thank God I asked this second question. I said, and then what happens? He said, well, you're going to feel a drip down your throat. I said, my throat? <laughs> I got a f***ing matinee tomorrow. <laughs> I ain't putting shit on my throat. And thank God. But once again, the dream. There you go. See, if you really want something, you ain't going to mess yourself up too bad. I want... Go ahead, go ahead baby. No, ask no I wanted to ask you, when you, I'm sure you took an HIV test at some point in your life. Oh, honey, I don't sleep with a man no more unless we go. The, oh, yeah. The first one you took after all that sex, what was that like? Well, you, know, you married, right? You don't sleep with a man honey, no more. Honey, I've never been married. You've oh. been engaged four times. I've been engaged four times. <laughs> I have four rings, but I never went through with it. Well, you got more rings than LeBron. I'm married. <laughs> I, I, I Listen, I married my career, and I have no regrets. I have a beautiful daughter here that I met in the Big Sister, Big Brother program. Mm -hmm. uh, I was her big sister for five years. And then when she turned 12, her mother was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and was unable to raise her. So I adopted her. Mm -hmm. And she's 30 now, just pretty as she can be. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of her, Charmaine. Hey, Charmaine. Hey, Charmaine. Laura's over there, too. Yeah, yeah Laura, my other baby. <laughs> yes, uh. <laughs> but you were relieved after you took the HIV test the first time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually got real stressed out when I first moved to L.A. You know, Robert Wax brought me out there. Uh, he was a manager. He managed Eddie Murphy, Arsenio, Chris, and me. Mm. So, but I wasn't ready. I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. I would crumble at auditions, cry myself to sleep, sing myself to sleep with tears. Bipolar disorder ain't no joke. If y'all know somebody suffering with mental illness, reach out. But I tell people when I'm on the road now, reach out about three times and then leave their ass alone <laughs> because they will kill you. That's real. You understand? Who had your back as a child? I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at everything that you've been through and my mom. Your mom. No, no, it wasn't mom. No, no, because you, at one time no. you didn't speak to us. So who had your no. back? Who gave you that encouragement? My teachers, mm. my professors in college, and I went in search of mothers. I tell my daughter now, if I'm not good enough for you, then you go find some more mamas. Mm. I had about five mamas. I talk about them in the book. Mm -hmm. That's ironic that you became the mother of Black Hollywood to um, call you. Well, you know, I got to tell you, working with Tupac and Whitney and Taraji and I've been there with Kevin and, and Gabrielle. You know, I've been everybody's mama. I didn't have any kids, mm -hmm. but I got my baby. So I had to learn how to be a mama. They calling me the mother of the movement now because 25% of my life is show business now. 75 is the resistance. All right, we got more with Jennifer Lewis. Of course, Black is season finale tonight, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back 
You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have from Blackish Jennifer Lewis in the building. Charlemagne, you talk about getting molested by your pastor too. Oh yeah, I was I was molested by the pastor of my church. I was 15 years old. You know how when choirs visit churches, you know, a visiting choir is coming. Well, we were on our way home, and there was no room in the truck because, you know, we used to ride in the back of the truck in those days, like a hayride, you know. So I said, I'm riding with the pastor. I was so happy. And halfway home, I said to him, hey, Pastor Hurd, do you think I can be a star? He pulled over, leaned over, tried to kiss me, but I clenched my teeth, and he circled his tongue, and then I felt his hand on my breast. And I resisted profusely. I was, like, pushing him back. But you got to understand, this was the man of God. I couldn't, like, punch that mother You know, we had been taught yeah, to could've. revere him. No, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Because it was pounded in our heads to revere this son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. To worship him. Mm-hmm. So I resisted. And he saw that that wasn't going to happen. So he started the car, pulled off. When we exited the highway... I opened the door to spit him out of me. I'd been holding it in. And when he grabbed my arm because he thought I was going to jump out of the car, I couldn't even say, don't touch me, you son of a bitch, because I was speaking to a man of God. Mm. Ran in the house, told my mama. There was no Oprah Winfrey in those days, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Women back then, they didn't know how to confront that kind of stuff. There was Mm -hmm. no therapy. No Time's Up Me Too movement. Hey, now. So... It was never discussed again. Mm. But you did end up having to ride in the car with him. Oh, yeah. But but that that let them read on that. I want to stay on this molestation. He took everything from me in seven seconds. Mm. Mm. Your faith, everything. Took God, Mm -hmm. because he was a man of God. Took my career, because I was asking about it. And took my mother. Mm. They don't have to rape you. If you've been touched inappropriately... Tell somebody. And if they don't listen, go tell somebody else. And then you tell somebody. And then you stand out in the street and scream his or her name. Yeah, Pastor. I'm surprised you didn't know. Um... Yeah, fuck them for sure. Oh, well, that's the chapter. The chapter on the molestation. Because 33 years later, after I'd been in therapy, mm-hmm. I called him. I got real drunk. I was so scared. And he picked up the phone. And he said, hello, Jennifer. We're so proud of you. You're on Fresh Prince. And... A diff- you're on television, Jennifer. I said, it ain't that kind of call, mother f- mm-hmm. You read the book for the end of that. I won't talk about that. <laughs> Definitely yeah. pick up the book. The Mother of Black Hollywood. Ooh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lewis. Lewis. There's we- so much more she can get into. She worked, so you, much. He was on Bill Cosby's show. You don't want me to go in on Bill. Did you Did you, Did you? you see anything back then? Yes, uh, I saw some suspicious sh- Yes, I did. Yes, I did. what you see? Don't ask me what room I was in. I think I was auditioning for something. I don't know what it was, but I was here in New York, and there was a young girl in there, and she's thin. I hope she's watching. I don't know who she was or what, but we were in that room, and I was going on and on about myself. What else? (laughs) (laughs) Talking, 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 what I'm doing. And I said, we were having a good time, me and this girl. We're just talking. And I looked out. I remember looking out the window at the Hudson River. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm talking out, and I said, and next week I'm doing the Cosby show. And she, I didn't hear her say nothing because we've been laughing and everything. I turned around, and her whole sh- 
that changed, mm -hmm. that reversed in a second, just from hearing his name. I said, what's wrong with you? He raped me. You know, back in those days, we revered Cosby, and she was a pretty little thing, so I, I thought in my head, oh, girl, she done gone up, you know, auditioned and slept with him. Uh, no, you know how we used to yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. She mad. We didn't think nothing yeah. of it. She mm -hmm. mad because she didn't get the job, or, you know. And here now, these many years later, I mean, let me tell you something. There's some you can't fake. Mm. Now, why would this child roll up and say something like that to me? Right. What year was it? Mm, I think it was 94. I did the You can look on IBM and see when I did the Cosby show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that happened. Wow. And once again, he didn't come for me. But he did, when I went to his dressing room after the show, uh, I had a, a girlfriend with me, and he patted, uh, slapped her ass when we left the room. Mm. Didn't she, even know her. Cause when she, no, he didn't know her. She um, told me when we stepped outside of the door, she said, he hit me on my ass. I went, mm. you know, we were just kids. Right. That's all I'm going to say about that man, because once again, y'all, compassion. So you're not surprised. I, I don't hate, look, I try not to hate anybody. But these sick pedophiles, there's one thing to have a sex addiction. It's another thing to be evil Word. and take advantage of children and all these men in power. You think they're supposed to suck your dick because you got money. Trump himself. Stormy couldn't have made that shit up. You know when somebody's telling the truth, all you got to do is look in their eyes. You're not surprised by nothing you see in Hollywood now with the Times Up, Me Too. Oh, I ain't surprised. And nobody came for me out there. I had too much talent. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, I ain't trying to say that they didn't come for me. But, you know, I came in the room loud and bold and ready. And I'm not sucking your d to get a job. Are you insane? Not after the work I did on myself. So, because you like it. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I really wasn't into that a lot. She it did, was like she did tell one guy he was too little. Oh yeah, that was a little Ethiopian no. man in Boston. Why you Boston. hurt that man? <laughs> Why you do that? Man? Man. Pulled out something. I was like, honey, you're gonna have to put that in my ear. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and also, and the next day I had rehearsal and they were giving us new steps. I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, bitch, I can't hear you. Oh, my daughter's here. My <laughs> hey, That's just a lie, baby. You know, mama, mama always jokes and carry on. Jennifer Lewis, the mother, mother of Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Oh. We appreciate you for joining us. We're so grateful and thankful. Thank you, and guys. And please pick up this memoir. It was really incredible. It was great for me to read as a woman, but for everybody, I think this is something Yeah, and I think everybody knows everybody. somebody mm -hmm. that is mentally ill. Somebody... Speeds in a car, talking too fast, walking too fast, being rageful all the time, and they disappear for weeks. Come on, y'all. We all got a little bit. I go to yeah. therapy once a week for anxiety and all kinds of my stuff. Baby. PTSD. And my baby. I yeah. hear you. Good for you. Absolutely. Good for you. Go take care of yourselves. Self-care so your mm -hmm. arms will be strong when the people you love fall. But you guys, go to Jennifer Lewis For Real, Facebook, Jennifer Lewis for real on Instagram and Twitter, and look for the um, schedule, the book tour, mm -hmm. um, so you can come out and hear some good stuff. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. It's Jennifer Lewis. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Michael Blackson. This troublemaking African Michael Blackson. In every part of his life, what you, is going on? Well, when you see this coat, you know this. When last time you saw this coat, oh, on you lit your ass up, right? 
No. <laughs> it's the same code I lead that guy in. Listen, I want you to know Kevin Hart bought them chairs he you sent me. He bought that chairs. He bought them. Nice. He did. He did. I'm dead serious. He, he really real. did. He, he really bought did. those he chairs you sent me. I promise to God. Give me another chair. You want another chair? So low. Give exactly. Me he, he did it on purpose. Give me another he chair. He really was another chair. Yeah, he was. Now, what's your beef with Kevin Hart, Michael Blackson? Matter of fact, before you say that, play what Kevin said when he was here. Play Kevin. Might turn into the Instagram model that just shows her ass that's looking for life. You thought I was funny. <laughs> that's what Mike turned into. Mike turned into that guy. Yeah, Kevin Hart, what the f what? Mike, I'm your guy. I, if you don't know me, I get it. I'm supposed to be your guy, but now... You're looking for likes because the conversation of Kevin Hart drives attention to you. Ten more seconds. So now you put your relationship with me in jeopardy because you want to try. I could give a f but you want to capitalize off of a yeah, Kevin Hart yeah, cheating yeah. scandal? That becomes your bits? Okay, Mike, I guess. First of all, that's what Michael Blackson do. Michael Blackson makes fun of everybody. From Bill Cosby to Birdman when he came here trying to choke you. <laughs> to Tyrese. And Tyrese was the that I didn't know that well. And I climbed his to the fullest. And he got such a sense of humor that he called me and later on I got kidnapped. We are comedians. We, there is no, we talk about everything. One thing, we don't, we don't touch family, we don't touch wife, we don't touch kids. You know, if he never made a video, went on there and about to cry, it looks so stupid. He just made it so easy for like me. But aren't you guys friends or were friends? We go way back. From Philly. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When he tried, like, I wasn't from Philly. First, I was in, I moved to Philly summer of 1989. Kevin was probably in, in diapers. So I was the original he wasn't one. in diapers. I was probably one of the original Philadelphia comedians. You think about Philadelphia comedians, you go to Comedy View back in the day. Original from West Africa, but now raised in Philly, Michael Blackson. Mm -hmm. Philly, been my home. If without Philly, I would not be doing no comedy. Mm -hmm. Okay, me and Kev go way back. We all been locked up together before. Uh, when I went to do the movie next Friday, Kevin Hart drove me to the airport for my audition back in 99. Mm -hmm. You know, we went at one point. I don't know what happened, where the falling I fell out at, but lately I don't think he f***ed me for some apparent reason. But it doesn't matter because I didn't do that because I don't f*** with him. I did it because that's what I do. I roast n****s that f*** up. So but before don't you, think, that, but don't you so think in that situation when his house is in shambles and you like been there, you've been there, Mike, cheating, bro, and Lit me up. When they happened to me, you had major, major hype, and the other guy came here, y'all mentioned my sex tape, and they made some jokes. <laughs> Lit my ass up. When you f up, you deserve whatever comes to you. And he know he deserved it. But I got to ask you this. Were you guys not cool before you went in on him because you said you didn't know what happened? Or was it because of the jokes that you made? Uh, no, nah, it was probably before that. Mm -hmm. Because my thing, if I'm your guy, mm -hmm. the first post I would have made, what would you have done? The first call post me. I made. I would have made what you did. I'd have called yeah, Exactly. Yeah. But you didn't call him. You ain't give him that respect. He you, said they weren't friends anymore. Like, Y'all was friends. Huh? Y'all was friends, but you ain't call him to say, Kev, you okay? You good? What's wrong? Listen, you I had up? the same phone number since 1999. Kev has had 30 different numbers. If you my homie, you post something, and I know you got like 2 million followers, I would call you up, put that down. Now, this is not a good time. And I respected that. That's to prove that well, he's not my so-called guy. But if he's my guy, you know what, Kev? I'm going to call you a bluff. Go ahead, piff my special right now. <laughs> but I put my money away. You said let's make money together. My you know Kev would though. Kev would put you on the LOL put that, network. Put he said he would. He LOL said he still network. would work with the you. The hell out of here, man. What's wrong with the LOL network? Do you watch it? <laughs> Why are you trying to put me on there? <laughs> Which, that's what his special saw. Charlotte Jermaine Jackson, don't do that <laughs> to me, my nigga. Please. <laughs>
But in that situation, right? Talk to me. With the cheating, and you was there because I seen you. When I see, I had a first little, of all, I've never cheated. Okay. Hold on, that's not, that's not true. George, George Rain called listen, you out on cheating, man. Y'all don't understand. You had your online. Listen, my got his own page. Okay, my do his own thing. But <laughs> it, that's a long, very long story. No disrespect to Safari, but my is is the champion. But make a long story longer, like my. Okay. Y'all just caught the stories at the wrong time. People don't understand. Like, with the whole thing about going online. Mm-hmm. Say penis. Know, penis. Penis just sound little. He, right, say he has penis. You have penis. I have a dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my girl, every time, I never, every time I did something wrong, we had a temporary breakup. Mm-hmm. We had a temporary breakup. I went out of town, Super Bowl weekend, somewhere in Houston, some thirsty beach. You just happened Got to break up Super Bowl weekend? We just have, when we both went together, we had a big argument. Some bitch, whatever she, the bitch did with my A month later, me and my girl get back together. Mm-hmm. We engage. We laying in bed. All of a sudden, I go on social media and my dick is online. Uh, I know you were like, oh my God. I was like, I said, listen, bitch, don't look at Instagram right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a good time. In fact, Instagram is shut down. But no, well, all right, with, with that said, I'm sure Kev told his wife the same thing and she go on the gram and see you. Supposed to be a friend going in on Kev, so you got numerous him. times. You can see what he I was, hate, I was expecting everybody to roast me. I deserved it. He deserved you. Fuck up, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. He's he, he should have made a video. Nigga, don't make it easy for a savage like me. <laughs> you know, and if you had a problem, and I'm your guy. Nigga, let me know you're my guy. Hey, you know, my. You my guy paid for my special. It cost two million dollars, motherfucker. Give it to me right but now. But he might have felt like if he... I'm saying to shoot it. I'm not saying... I'm, I'm, I'm need a lot more than that. Okay, I'm okay. more than $2 million for my shit. Y'all gotcha. will never see it. But he might have felt like if he reached out to you, you might have incorporated that into the job. No, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I did. Who I, did, I think I did it to Bobby see? V. See? So you, no, no, no. This, no I, I'm like, Bobby, you ain't shit, man. I ain't shit. I'm a bitch. Now that you can put that online, too. I am a bitch. When I did the whole thing on a Z-list celebrity, right. and I said, Bobby V, we don't want your money, he sent me a DM like, damn, Mike, for real? And I screenshot and posted it. I wouldn't do that to Kev. How would he know that? <laughs> yeah, how would he know that? I'm saying he would have called me. How you f- I'm going to record this shit and play it? Okay. Right. But it do seem like you go past a little with jokes with Kev. Listen, you guys like made a, just a little f- bit. You had everybody call. I listened to the fucking radio station. Okay, hold People on. called in, Listen. thought that Kev was sensitive. It was about even. She was the only n- that was on my side. No disrespect. The light skin, I didn't expect much from you. <laughs> <laughs> but you getting lighter and you almost like this. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like hate. Charlotte Jermaine Jackson, <laughs> Leonard. Hey, listen to what Faze on Love said. Michael Blackson, that's like him talking about you. Oh, I do it all the time. But no, but time. not on some real person. Oh, no, 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 not on no serious. Oh, not, not, not on no serious. Yeah, come to cheating on my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's some that he really got to deal with. Right, yeah, yeah. Kevin was right. He was he was doing some old. Like, you want that much attention? I can give you attention. And I like Michael, but come on, man, this is rules. To, mm-hmm. They both from Philly. I don't know, you know, Michael's got that, you know, the African thing. But I was like, come on, man, don't do not do that. Face on sound hungry. He just wanted something to eat. <laughs> when you're hungry, you don't think straight. He also said Dave Chappelle was not funny. So we can't take everything Face on say seriously. That's my nigga. God I damn, love him to death. That yeah. God <laughs> damn, God That's my nigga. I love him. But you know what it is? Is look at what Bill Cosby did. Bill could go to jail for his shit, and we all live. I got a five-minute material on Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, when he was illegal, he did something illegal. Yeah, that's a crime. Well, you read that you can't. That is more sensitive to touch than cheating. Everybody cheats. 
But you know how hard it is to fix it when you do. Oh, and my goodness. Michael Blackson ain't trying to fix nothing. He went on live I'm not a fixer. I'm not a real doctor. I'm so happy I'm single. I'm not. I'm a fucking voodoo doctor. I'm not a real fucking doctor. I'm not Dr. Phil. I'm not here to put together. Everybody, oh my the Breakfast Club. All right, when we come back, we got more with Michael Blackson. We got to talk some more, Kev. And, of course, Tyrese. Did he really get kidnapped? We'll get into it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Michael Blackson's in the building. Charlemagne? Do you think you and Kev could ever be cool again? Because you told TMZ you want to fight him. I'm, you know, the reason, because I thought I, when, when, I, when, when I was on TMZ, I think that's next thing I know, I didn't think I put a video of him boxing. I'm like, I want to fight. So I, I thought he want to fight me. Hey, listen. <laughs> I thought he want to fight me, so I decided to go in the gym, and then I realized I'm a little out of shape. You know, I, I kind of want to fight that to get over with, but I'm scared. Why, I'm scared, man? though, because midges hit hard. <laughs> and that is a with a regular head. You know, and I'm, all of this, you know what? I'm I'm low key jealous of who, Kev? Why? Because when he did his thing, he had two bitches. I had one. Oh my God! I'm just a bitch. He just keep going. He just keep going. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> because according to Georgia Rain, there were about three or four women. But he had them all at one time. I had mine's one. Stop at trying a time. to deflect from Georgia Rain. Now let's talk about her for a second. <laughs> so what exactly happened? And do you miss her? Because that was your woman. We done seen y'all on TV together. She's all over the place. She seems like a great catch. You seemed like you loved her. You were engaged. What happened? I mean, we're cool. She's a great woman. We are cool. Mm -hmm. See, I, I don't want to get too much into details. Oh, no, said, no. Get into the details. Let me, hold on. Let me hit her up and ask her what happened right now. Because she we did got, hit me. Oh, you want to hear what she said? Play the clip from Georgia Ray. <laughs> 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 what clip you have? <laughs> Are you really calling her? Mm-hmm. I don't care. No, okay, I'm not really going to call oh, her. You call her. I don't, I, don't, I don't give a damn. Now that we are cool. Yeah, she did a whole letter, a self-love letter, an open letter. It was Valentine's Day. She missed me. That's what it was. But, I mean, is that something, because you said you guys had broken up and gotten back together. Would you love to give it another try, or do you feel like you're not mentally you know, ready? No, we'll see what happens. So you do want to give it another try. We'll see what happens. What the Lord has in place for us. But you but you know what caused her to speak out was you clowning Kev, though. Because she was like, how are he going to talk about somebody cheating? That's what she said? Yeah. No. Nah, nah. really, you want me to read it? She will always be <laughs> Tim Blackson. <laughs> she always what? She will always be Tim Blackson. You think so? Yeah, once you give her the Mutombo, you know. Ooh. Yeah, once a woman, you give her a blood infection, she always on your side. <laughs> this guy is crazy. You don't <laughs> know <laughs> about that, do you? <laughs> We got one more of your comedic peers who had something to say about two it. Two more. Which, and which, which, which way? And then we can move on. Uh, play Tony Rock first? Tony Rock. Play right. Tony Rock. I'm sure Kev knew Comic's going to have a ball with this. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we do. Something happens, anybody gets in trouble, they got to know Comic's are grabbing pins and running to the pad. You know what I'm saying? It seems to me, and I, they not, neither one of them is like my ride or die one, day, one, day one dude, but they both cool with me. Mm -hmm. Right. But it seems to me like, yo, Mike, you can let it go now. It's over. It's like Kev's trying to fix home, like he said. You made your jokes. You made your jokes. It's no more to squeeze out of the juice, squeeze out of the lemon. Like, you got it all. You know what I mean? It's yeah, there's always more to get out of the lemon. I squeeze the lemon to the shit left out of it. Mm -hmm. To be great, you have to touch things that other people want. You mm. can't be afraid of anything. Mm -hmm. And that's why I have no fear in me. Listen, I came from, I came from a village. I, I ate with my hands and I walked barefooted. You think I give a f about anything? I'm a warrior. I'm not afraid of anything. I, talk about, I speak my mind. That's what America's about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't, don't, there's no rules in roasting people. You have a Netflix special? 
coming? I'm about to. I'm about to. Sh- I'm shooting it this summer. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. I'm gonna shoot it in Philly. How much they give you? That's how it works. No, I'm doing no different. I'm gonna shoot it and then I'm gonna sell it to them. Okay. If they don't give me the right money, I'm gonna hold on to it that the right money comes. That's what Chappelle did. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that's the plan. I, mean, I don't have no deal. They're not paying for it. I'm spending my own money. I'm gonna shoot it and I'm. Uh, but they are it. talking to you already. They know. They're talking to my people. Okay. My people are talking to them. Did you stick your toe in the water just to see what they would give you? I mean, I know what I'm worth. Yeah, yeah. But what are you worth? I can't. I, I pitch out support. My baby, she's listening. <laughs> I can't. I don't talk too much about money. All of this is fake. <laughs> it's not a real lamp. Nothing is real on me. Do you think that's the way for comedians to go to shoot your own special and then sell it? You think that is kind of the best method? It is. Even with TV shows nowadays, if you have an idea, even with a movie, shoot your movie and go sell it. Don't sit around and wait for people. Mm-hmm. If, you, if I'm going to sit around for Netflix to put put something together, you know, then after they put it together, then I got to go shoot it anyway. So go get it done. If you believe in yourself, put your money in yourself. Right. And that's what I'm doing. I'm investing in myself. I mean, that's the beauty, thing, the beauty about social media, right? Because it it's been you have very your important audience. in your career. Yeah. yeah. I have my own audience. I have a bunch of million followers. If I put something out, they're going to go support it. You know, if they don't, if Netflix don't give me what I want, hey, I just put this on myself. You go pay $10 and watch it, and I'm going to get more than that $20 million if I go that route. Now, now, you moved to Southwest Philly when you was 12. 13. 13. Well, my first two years in the States, I was in Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I moved to Philly when I was about 14, 15. Were you ever ashamed of being African? Never. I was always proud. And that's, I mean, the, and don't get wrong, they clowned me a lot when I mm-hmm. came. I came in an era of, like, African Prince. back there used to get joked all the time. Nobody was claiming being a foreigner back then. Jamaicans mm-hmm. weren't claiming Jamaicans because all the Americans did was make fun of them. It was during the era of uh, the barge and, you know, Prince. Light-skinned like Jackson. Like yeah, it was your time. You was the <laughs> back then. was popping back then. You know, things didn't work out for me until Wesley Snipes came out and my life changed. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it was tough, and kids clowned me. And all I did was defend myself all the time, you know. And where the comedy, when did I start becoming a comedian? Is like when I realized what it takes to fit in. Mm-hmm. And when I came to America, back then in the, in the 80s in Africa, where, you know, I spent a lot of time, I was in Liberia, you know. In Liberia and most of Africa, women just cared about you having new clothes. New clothes is what, like, made a woman like you. She's like, oh, my God, he has new clothes. So I came to America. I couldn't wait for my first day of school. My mother took me to McCorries and Woolworths. Would you know about that? You know about that. I know yeah, Woolworths. Yeah. Woolworths and McCorries went and got me some brand new clothes. There ain't no names. I know my first sneakers was called In Action. <laughs> okay? I had a brand <laughs> new a collar shirt, some new pants. I went to school. I said, I got some new clothes. I'm going to get all these bitches and shit to all these ass. I go to school and clowning me like, what the fuck are you wearing? I said, what you mean I'm wearing? This is new. They say it's not Nike, it's not Adidas. I said, Nick, it's brand new. It's never been used. <laughs> so I realized the fit then you got to wear name brand because even back then, they didn't care how, how uncute you was. Mm-hmm. If you were some name brand, sh- bitches assume you have money and they was going to date you. Mm-hmm. So all those happened in, in Jersey. But so by the time I got to Philly, I knew what it took to fit in. Like I had a job working at Domino's Pizza, delivering pizzas on a bike. I made about $50 a night tip money. I saved about $1,500. Mm-hmm. Went shopping, bought all the banging sh- I went to school. Everybody thought I was a drug dealer. <laughs> they had no idea I was dealing pepperoni and anchovies. Mm. You know, so once I had good clothes on, expensive clothes, then all of a sudden people want to be my friend. You know, and I was back then. You're dark skin and you wore jewelry and nice clothes. You automatically what? Drug a dealer. drug dealer. Mm-hmm. So I'm dark skin with an accent. And when you had an accent back then, Africans were. It wasn't that many Africans in America at that time. It was mostly Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. So you had an accent, you automatically Jamaican. Yeah, right. In America, the less they know about you, the more fear they have. Mm-hmm. I'm a dark skinned guy that's quiet and wear jewelry. They think I'm a drug dealer, just leave his alone. 
So when they started leaving me alone, that's when I started making fun of what you got on, when you got this. And then when I got out of high school, I was still working at Domino's, and one of my coworkers said, you know, you funny. Take that to the open mic. And that's how comedy started. Well, wow. pe- people always oh, hold people, on. Pe- this in from Georgia Rain. The chick with the beard. You slept with a chick with a beard? I ain't never sleep with this bitch so with a beard. So what is she talking about? She just, she looking for a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you text her, ye? She did text her. Yeah, I really did. Tell so, her call in. Give her the hotline number. this chick with a beard? And oh, God. Give her the hotline number, Did she just have some facial hair? And she need to just... She give her the goddamn hotline number. <laughs> I'm just saying, nothing's off limits, right? Give so. her the hotline number. She could call out <laughs> She said, don't say nothing bad or she'll come up here next. Could you give her the hotline number, I, I never said nothing bad. That's <laughs> Not my, tell her you didn't say anything always, bad. I will always love her. She's, uh, she's boo. So it was just a girl with a little facial hair, because some women do have a little facial <laughs> hair. girl with beards? She bitch don't have a beard. This she's a hater. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got more with Michael Blackson. When we come back, we got to talk more. Kev Hart. We have Michael Blackson when we come back. Do you get Georgia Blonde yet? I'm trying. She can call in if she wants. Okay. Now what happened with Tyrese while she's getting her to call in? And didn't police Tyrese. really show up? Yeah, they did show up. There's a reason. Tyrese is such a great actor. Whatever he was trying to accomplish, he accomplished. Because I think his shots book got cut in half after that. Mm. After the thirteen thousand a month <laughs> right. or more you want from me, it got cut in cut half. half. Right. Right. So he played it well. But um, Tyrese has such a great sense of humor. When all that's happened, and like I said, I never made fun of his daughter. I never made fun of his woman. Or I just made fun of. And it took me a while to even think about making fun of this guy. With Kev, it was no thinking. He's a comedian. He knows it's coming. With Tyrese, I'm like, I don't really know this. So you there are I mean? boundaries, of course, you said. I mean, Always. it depends on, I try not to, I, I thought I took some time to think about Tyrese because I've run into him a lot in, in you know, we live, I mean, in Hollywood, so small. Mm-hmm. So I run into him a lot. So, you know, I mean, I've been to his party, we've shook hands, you know, we dark each other, I guess we recognize each other when we see each other. Mm-hmm. But then after like the second video, I'm like, okay, Tyrese, you, you get in one more video, you're going to get this. <laughs> Okay, that's it, Tyrese. You getting it? Right. And I did it, but I did mine. He felt like what I did was all joke, joke, jokes. It was funny. He laughed at it, especially when I was trying to trade him for two light skinned niggas. So he, he thought everything I did was funny, and that's why he contacted me mm-hmm. and let's do something. Let's bring light to this, and we did. And it now the reason why the cops got involved because a, a person that I know, and I didn't have his number stored in my phone. He texted me that night after the first post went off. As Tyrese Ella, he pretty much took my phone. And he said, yo, Mike, is this real? I said, fuck you, nigga. This is Tyrese. This ain't no game. So that nigga called the cops. No. <laughs> so the cops really he was concerned. Police, yes, the state trooper police came. Helicopters came over his house. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't find this out till like, I, I'm, I woke up the next morning. and So you fell asleep tied up at Tyrese? No, no. No, motherfucker. I'm, I'm, I'm home. Okay. I'm home laying next to Georgia. And then, you know, I woke up and I found out that uh, this happened. Mm-hmm. So then TMZ tried to get in touch with me. I told my guys, tell them you don't know where I'm at. And that's how they started following us to like Mr. Charles, everything they did, they followed us. And then eventually I said, Link, it's time for me to go on the road. I got to make some promo. I got to get my phone back. You know, but it was all fun and good. You know, even a guy like him had a sense of humor. I just, you know, Kevin... Uh, I gotta give a shot. Kev is one of the hardest working guy in the business, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And what I like about him, he made everybody step their game up. You know what I'm saying? And and I would never hit on this guy. He was like our little brother. We watched him grow. He watched and came and passed every one of us and went to a whole different level. And we respect him. We support him. Last time I saw him in person, I went to go, I went to support him, and when he shot his special at the football field mm-hmm. in Philly. In Philly, right? That's the last time I saw him face to face. 
You know, we shook hands and gave a hug, and then we just kept it moving. You know, did, but, did um, you ever try to reach out to him just to say what's up or before all of this? I, I mean, I'm I'm, you know, I'm doing time, my own thing. A lot of times when people get success, it's not them that change; it's people around them that change. My thing, if I see him, or you know, I might big him up, or like on a movie, maybe if I, a, a movie is here, I might be like, you know, shout out to Kev. I've done something like that, but he's busy doing his thing. I'm doing my thing, you know, and. Like I said, his number has changed. I've had the same number. Yeah, yeah. So I can't really, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I've, I have no ill feeling to him. Right. I love him as a little brother. Well, we got Kevin on the line right now. Hello? Hello? Hi. Oh, this Georgia Ray is on the line. Georgia. She sounds like Kevin. <laughs> Good morning, Georgia. How are you? This is The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. This is Shoot Your Shot. Good we morning. have your fiancé, Michael Blackson, here. Is he still your fiancé? Yeah, my ex. Okay. <laughs> now, Georgia, do you still talk to Michael? Because he says you guys are still cool with each other. Yeah, we're still cool. We're cordial. What did you think when he was making fun of Kevin Hart? For cheating. Um, You know, at first I was like, you're a hypocrite. But then I was like, you know, they're not that cool. So, I mean, I guess he, he had the leverage to say whatever. Mm-hmm. He said he never cheated on you. So why would you think he's a hypocrite? He never said that. Yeah. I was about to say, how many days out of the year for three and a half years, but, you know, uh, I just thought it was a hypocrite because I'm like, you just had your online. online. You know? Really? You. Now, yeah, he, to- he told us that day in particular, he told you not to look at Instagram <laughs> because when his showed up online, <laughs> he was like, whatever you, you know do, what? don't... It was like 7 a.m. and when I rolled over, the first thing he said was, I'm about to sue their ass. Don't look on Instagram. I'm like, what? And my homegirl lived in a building and she called me and was like, Get off your phone. Come meet me outside. Uh-oh. And I was like, what the f-? But before I got out of the bed, he was like, yes, I think my ex put an old video out. And I was like, oh, my God, this dude. Now, let's talk about this woman, though. You said no, Let's she talk had- about this is this bigger than Safari's? What? what? Why would she know that? what Safari looked like? She what? It was online. <laughs> First of all, uh, listen, I don't know who's bigger, okay? I don't care. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Safari got the biggest. Ooh. <laughs> that was good timing, Georgia. Wow. wow, you set that one up great. Ow. Wow. <laughs> you got him up here about to cry. Now, Georgia, I know you guys have broken up and gotten That's back together. That's the bitch with the beard. <laughs> Before, would you get back together with him again? <laughs> Michael, Michael is, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say because he's, he's a psychopath. Like, he'll, we will break up, but then he'll find a way to, like, contact me like, I know you're hungry. Come downstairs. I'm like, what? <laughs> Women are always hungry. <laughs> they could have just ate an hour ago and then they still want to eat. She is one greedy <laughs> I know how to get her. I got to say, you love him, Michael? Do you love Georgia? Of course. Georgia, do you love Michael? That's my name. Then what's the problem? Like, y'all, y'all can work through I'm things. I'm going to tell you the problem. The problem, she just sent me pictures of this woman with the beard. Now, Let me what see the was, beard. What Is was it this? a real beard? Georgia, tell me about this situation. Let me see the beard, yeah. It's a real f***ing beard. You know, it was his birthday uh, last year. Let me see, man. And all of a, all of a sudden, I get a random um, DM from a fan was like, hey, I follow you on this random... Let me see. No, it's let it's me a little see. fuzzy. It's a little fuzzy. Got a little fuzzy. Peach fuzz. I bounced a masseuse. I got a massage and <laughs> fell asleep <laughs> in this. Love the chin. Beard. You fell asleep around a girl, man? No, she was. it was a massage. I didn't even sleep with that one. goddamn massage, Trust me, man. it was. This might have been Trust karma me. for what happened to Kevin and you making fun of him. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, the karma. thing about it, if, who is this young man, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> you can't, Michael, Michael, come on, Michael. Who is this That's young not, man? That 
Hollywood too long, man. Yeah, whatever. She know better. Georgia, she know better. I don't know, Georgia. <laughs> she know better. That's a massage. Man. That's a masseuse. Somebody with a beard massage you. Oh, my goodness. Why would you even put this <laughs> woman online? Now she's going to be... <laughs> now you're going to have more problems. <laughs> don't put that picture online. Please don't. Hey, guys, now you I've can't... I've never heard Michael Blackson copping, please, before. That's a, don't. I'm just looking out for her. Shot. I'm looking out for her safety. Like, don't put okay, it in my picture Okay, we won't online. put it up online. Don't That's do already that. on Instagram. Why Georgia, so it's, a, it's a problem that Michael just needs to come clean with you and just kind of tell you really what went down, and then maybe you'll consider it. You know what? I, I just took her to eat. I don't, even care. I don't even care about what went down, you know, in the past, because it's like I've made so much progress, and I realize I am a crazy bitch. So it's like, okay, I know. I Thank know. you, Jesus. You admitted to it. The devil is a liar. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I know that I have, I'm crazy, but the thing is, I don't even want him to admit to nothing that he's done I in the this past. is my interview. You see how you feel right now? No, That's not. how Kevin Hart felt when you were going at him all those times. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah. but not, I don't, what if I... What? what? I deserve. What? 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 They want a fix. They want a fix. That's a fix. I don't care. I don't care. He cares. I have no feelings towards. If I do anything wrong, I deserve everything. I don't everything. believe you, man. I, trust me, I deserve anything. Georgia got that the comes Georgia got the, the ammo to, to hurt you. Georgia no, can penetrate you. Let me tell you something about Mr. Michael Blackson. His ass care, because if he didn't care, this is the thing. He was already planning on getting the world's worst. Don't get me wrong. But when Kevin said that, he's like, oh, watch this. I'm about to go buy me a $200,000 car. I'm like, so you care. Those are you Michael, I'm going to be honest with you. That's the dumbest I've ever heard in my life. You spent $200,000. Oh, but it was no, it was my birthday present. I was doing it regardless. It was a birthday present oh, for myself. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side are you on? Where is the button? <laughs> How you hang up on this? Hang up on Georgia, no, man. No, hang up on her. All right, Georgia. Georgia. Hang up on Georgia. We appreciate Thank you, Georgia. you, Georgia. This Thank is my you. interview, Georgia. Thank you, Georgia. I'll feed you when I get home. Feed you with this. Now, now oh, you would say that after she hung up, though? <laughs> you wait till she hung up, though? Soon as that, that dial tone came on? <laughs> we got more with Michael Blackson when we come back. When we, let's find out if he wants to make up with Kevin Hart. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Michael Blackson's still in the building. Charlemagne? Can we make you and Kev cool today? Can y'all be cool? I, I don't have a problem with the. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no problem, but you know, you, I light air, but you do, do some stuff. I would light you up. If you have a problem mm -hmm. with what you think I'm doing and it's costing you a problem at home or whatever, which I don't really think it was costing too much of a problem at home. But I if was it like, was, would you say sorry? Sorry to would what? Would you apologize if, to it who? Called, if it was causing them problems at home? <laughs> if it was stressful, hard. If it was, if it was. If he said to you, Michael, pregnant, he's probably it's going causing me problems at home, you caused hell in my household, would you apologize? If you if you'd have called me and told me that? Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's, I mean yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to see my homie go down like that, but I don't think I didn't think it was that serious. Right. You know? At the end of the day, he, he, he did something, and people clowned him. I, when I did my shit, I got clowned. Look, I just pulled out the beer, bitch. You know what I'm saying? And my boys came out here. I didn't believe, believe you had sex with that. No, I didn't have that. Was, that was a massage I got. And I, I don't asleep. know, bro. bro. You said a massage I, I got. I've massaged that I, I had got. I don't know about that because there's like different pictures with her wearing different clothes. Now, I, had a, I had a stalking uh, uh, fan. Was it a fan or a masseuse? A boat. Has anybody ever tried to fight you like for real, gotten mad when they got roasted? or really That's the thing. I'm shocked. Nobody ever. I ran into Birdman. I thought he was going to choke me. But then he gave me a hug and gave me a pound. So... That's when I see when I see hardcore niggas like that. No, he didn't kiss me. 
Why will you kiss me, my? <laughs> What's this light skin shit about the view? He was trying to make, a, red he was to make a little wing joke. It wasn't a little wing joke. That's how he greets oh, people okay. sometimes. No, no, no. He, no, he doesn't. I'm not his son. He said he kisses his son. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but you know he's so, he and he. I mean, if a nigga like that have a sense of humor, I don't. Th I think Kev she wants to be. You know. But then sometimes you see how he came in here on me. There was Ooh. no sense of humor there that no day. There was no sense of humor that day. Yeah, you're not a comedian, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's this suit that you wear? What, what is it? Uh, this is this man. Look, did you see the shoe? And the shoe. And the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Togo. All my comes from out of the country. All my outfits went through customs. Mm -hmm. They all have passports. This outfit <laughs> went is TSA approved. Okay. <laughs> Tell them your Instagram and all that stuff, Mike. It's, if you listen, it's all at Michael Blackson. For yeah. those who went to a public school, it's M I C H A E L. B L A C K S O N. I want to oh see. I want to see you and Kev um, talk to each other on social media today. Just reach out to each other. Just right. Love. I'm calm, collect. And I'm looking forward to see you and George Rain going out to eat. That bitch hungry now. <laughs> Ladies, food is on his way. <laughs> it's Michael Blackson. Now let's get right into rumors. We're talking Evelyn Lozada. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkeys of the day, I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. All right, listen, man. Charlemagne the God here. I'm on vacation. I don't give a damn what y'all think about that because I deserve it. Now, The Breakfast Club is in 80-plus markets in 150 countries, so we have a lot of new listeners who probably don't even know who Charlemagne the God is. So use my time off to catch up on some of my past work, okay? Okay. If you're new here, I do a segment every day called Donkey of the Day, Donkey as in jackass, and that's when I give someone the credit they deserve for being stupid. So if you never heard of it, this is new to you, but if you are a regular listener, then this is an oldie but goodie because it's the best of the Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day goes to Jonathan Todd Jackson, a.k.a. Action Jackson, a.k.a. AJT. Now, you probably have not a clue who Jonathan Jackson is because the only Jacksons we acknowledge are all related to Michael and Janet. Oh, and Bo. Okay, Bo knows. You don't have a clue who Jonathan Todd Jackson is, but I'm about to tell you. Jonathan Todd Jackson is a 41-year-old friend of Kevin Hart. According to TMZ, he's been in movies like SWAT, Naked, and even in a movie starring Kevin Hart, Think Like a Man too. Now, I know you might be thinking just because you were in a movie with someone doesn't make you friends. Wow! Jonathan and Kevin Hart have posted several pics together throughout the years, and Action Jackson even attended Kevin's bachelor party. Uh, sounds like they were pretty good friends to me. Now, according to the New York Times, Action Jackson was a professional U.S. bowler, and according to the PBA, which is the Professional Bowlers Association. <laughs> Jonathan has been a professional bowler since 2006, and his career earnings are a grand total of $3,255.00. Oh, boy. He's a pro bowler. Oh yes. Boy. I have no idea why him being a professional bowler is relevant to the story, but for whatever okay. reason, when my brain processes this story, the fact that Jonathan Todd Jackson was a professional bowler with the nickname Action Jackson makes this story even more entertaining. In fact... If I had to run this story on my website, it would say U.S. Pro Bowler throws Kevin Hart in the gutter. Because according to TMZ, oh. Action Jackson is in jail on a $100,000 bail, facing a maximum sentence of four years because he was charged with attempted extortion and extortion by threatening letter because Jonathan Todd, JT, Action Jackson, was attempting to extort his mm -hmm. friend. Actor, comedian, Kevin Hart. Let's go to AOL.com for the report. A man was charged with attempting to extort money from actor Kevin Hart with a surreptitiously recorded video of the married comedian with a female. 
According to the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office, 41-year-old Jonathan Todd Jackson, a pro bowler, has been charged with attempted extortion by threatening letter. Jackson is accused of seeking an undisclosed amount of money from the 38-year-old Hart in August of 2017 and of also trying to sell a video of the Jumanji star in Las Vegas with a woman to numerous celebrity news websites. If convicted, Jackson faces a maximum sentence of four years in prison. Niggas, I tell you. Bruh, this is why I feel like an open enemy is better than a false friend. Okay, I mean, this is a different type of guy code violation. This is worse than your friend telling your wife you was cheating. Mm. This is worse than your friend trying to holler at your wife. Now, both of those offenses would be ends to the friendship. But in this situation, Axon Jackson was trying to ruin Kevin's life. He was trying to ruin his marriage, possibly ruin his livelihood. Thank God none of this happened, but damn, man. Uh, uh, uh. Jonathan Todd, Kevin supposed to be your guy, a man you considered a friend. Y'all got several selfies together, okay? And you were willing to lose your friendship, possibly cause Kevin to lose his marriage and have people around you lose all respect and integrity for you because you wanted to extort your man, your guy for some money? Crazy thing is, the Kevin Hart I know would probably have given you some money if you really needed it because you sound desperate, okay? But, but not $17 million. I mean, no, not no $17 million, but you do a little change, you know mm-hmm, what I mean, to help mm-hmm. get you through, okay? Because as a pro bowler with career earnings at $3,255, you clearly needed the money. And I'm going to tell you something else about people like Jonathan Jackson. Any friend that turned into an enemy has been hating since day one. You've been jealous and envious of Kev for as long as you've known him or for how, however long Kev's been popping, okay? Because this wasn't just an extortion plot. You was trying to ruin Kevin's life. Now, I know what you're saying. Kevin almost ruined his own life by cheating. Well, you know what? You're right. Okay, but you know what a friend does in that situation? He tells Kev he was wrong. He tells Kev he was wilding. He tells Kev he got to do better because he got too much to lose. But a friend doesn't get a hold of the tape and try to sell it to every blog and then extort his so-called friend for money. Okay, this is a prime example of karma. Yes, Kev made a huge mistake, but ain't no good gonna come to you, Action Jackson, for trying to exploit that mistake and extort your friend. Now, when the news broke, Kevin tweeted out, mind blown, hurt, at a loss for words, and simply in complete disbelief at the moment. Wow. I hate wow. I really hate when people say they're at a loss for words and then they go on to use more words after they said that, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, Action Jackson, you are facing four years in jail, but you are facing a lifetime of shame. Why ruin a great friendship over financial gain? Okay, personally, I think real friends are more important than finances, but what do I know? Okay, I'm just glad Action Jackson is in jail, and I'm glad people get to witness this karma because when people do you wrong, it's no need for revenge. Just sit back and wait because those who hurt you will eventually screw up themselves, and if you're lucky, God will let you watch. And right now, Kevin Hart has a front row seat to watch his former friend pay for the dirt he attempted to do. Okay? This story is going to have everybody side-eyeing their friends all day, and if you know what I know, you better because the saddest thing about betrayal is that it never comes from your enemies. Please give Jonathan Todd Jackson the biggest he ho. He's a sucker. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, 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 I can't, how could you possibly be as, like, nobody could ever talk to him? Like, I, I don't know. You sound like you're at a loss for words. I am. I'm a, I, He's I'm, definitely at a loss for words. Like, so, nobody should be his friend ever again in life. Why are you still talking if you're at a loss for words? <laughs> All you know, right. See what I'm saying? There you go. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The moral of the story is always the same, too. All right. Don't cheat. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Are you talking to me or not? He's at a loss for words. He's at a loss for words. He's not going to say nothing. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. 
Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up? What's up, Envy? My fault, this is Jay. Jay, what's up, man? What's your question for you, bro? Yeah, uh, I'm in a kind of a tight situation. All right, so basically, oh, I got caught cheating or whatever on my uh, on my fiance. It Congratulations. Was, uh, and the thing about it is, so the, the the side chick boyfriend, she reaches out, he reaches out to my girl, mm. and I guess I don't want to know if I want to, like, telling on me or something like that. I mean, who does that? You the know side chick's boyfriend does that? He's hurt. I mean, of course he's hurt, but I mean, I think that's 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 like a that's like breaking a real guy code. Like, you sir, call, you, is 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 that your friend or <laughs> he something? He's cheating on his with his girl. No, I don't even. I don't even know his dude. I know his girlfriend. We you know said so we work together. We well, girlfriend. clearly you know his girlfriend. You were cheating with her. You put your penis in his girlfriend. Sir, your anger is mister well, Your anger is misdirected. You're mad that you got caught cheating and that the person who you cheated with his boyfriend told. How are you mad about that? Your anger is very misdirected. You know who you should be mad. Who I should be mad at? Tell Yourself. Me. Well, I, you, you know, I, I am mad at myself. I'm disappointed in myself. I mean, the thing about it is what I don't understand is me and my girl, we talked about it, and we were trying to get through it. But somehow or another, this dude out the blue, the cheating guards, come out and call my girl and try to confirm, yeah, he's been texting her, he's been asking for hugs, he's been telling her he loves her. Like, damn, why, why does that matter to you? Well, is that, that is that factual? No, it's not factual. Par- partial factual. I may have been... My, the thing with me was, it wasn't like I was really cheating on her. Sounds like cheating to me, bad. sir. I feel like it wasn't cheating. I was just in too deep before I could have backed out of it. I, was how, I don't understand how that's not cheating. So you're still even not telling us that you slept with somebody else, you tasted her, you did all this stuff, but you Damn don't me. think you cheated? No. <laughs> Well, there's your problem there. That's why your girl can't move forward with you because you won't even admit that you did anything wrong. Well, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Should, should, you, admit, should you admit? Is it is it almost... She already knows. She knows, man. The dude already You got told caught. Her. Just let it all go, man. Just be honest, man. You still holding on to the fact that you didn't cheat, but the fact is you did cheat. You know how disrespectful it is when we caught you, know you did something, and you trying to deny it? If you ain't catch me butt naked in the poom poom, it never happened. The man called him. He lying. (laughs) Gonna believe this scorned ass Negro calling you. Who is this guy trying to ruin our relationship? He's a size chick's man. Okay, so you have a side chick, but you're not cheating. So what is the definition of side chick? A chick that's standing by your side. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You better not listen to Charlamagne. Actually, my fiance is sitting right next to me. Can I talk to her? Oh, sure. Hello. Hey, what's up, hon? Hey, how you doing? So, let me ask you this. Did your fiancé cheat on you because he says he didn't? Yeah, he cheated, and he got caught, and he he don't know how to cheat. So, <laughs> I, I found messages in his phone, but it was, the girl was acting like she was a boy, but it was really a girl the whole time. Oh, he gay. And, no, 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 he not gay. It was a girl, but what she was doing to throw me off so I wouldn't know it was a girl calling his phone. So, she, she was, was with it. She like, was, yeah. Like, if she was a n- like Did you that, see so. the girl? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I didn't call her. So you know he cheated, but he still won't tell you that he cheated. Right. Put him back on the phone for a second. Man, listen, baby, I want you to teach him how to cheat. Go get you some penis. Tell him five years later. Yeah, hello? Yo. Now, what if, let me ask you this. What if she did that to you? Absolutely. I'd be heartbroken, but I... So I you don't think like, that she's heartbroken right now? Yeah, I understand she's heartbroken right now. I apologize. Like the more, the more. When are you gonna stop I'm lying honest. though, so that you can show that you're on the path to becoming a better person? You gotta be honest, bro. It's not gonna work because she doesn't believe you. So you gotta be honest. How can I be with somebody that's lying to me to my face? You don't even have my back. Be honest. All right, all right. I appreciate that. Let me hear you tell her. Nah, I wouldn't tell her right now. Boy, just in case you don't go right. Hey, boy. Hey. Appreciate it, fella. Don't you do no. Hey, you know better than that. You know better than that. Can you put it back on the phone? One more time. 
See how he plays. Now, now, listen. Now, if now if if y'all get off the phone and he decides to have a heart to heart and he tells you the truth and tells you what really happened, will you give him another chance? No, she don't know what she's gonna do stop. yet. Ye, will you give she another? can't answer Ye, that. Stop. We, I can't answer that. She you can't right, answer Ye. that. Listen, if Beyonce can forgive Jay Z, then you can forgive Jerome. Well, if Jay Z can admit he did something I mean, wrong, Beyonce and, and Jay Z is on a whole nother level. We know that, but I ain't, I ain't. I ain't with the damn. Don't that, don't I listen to that. that. Listen, I just told he you has to have an honest conversation, and you can't even consider moving forward until that happens. Until he's ready to come clean and be honest with you, all bets are off. He sounds like a good guy with a great job and a good credit he score. He sounds like a damn liar, though. And he seems like he's he loves you and honest. <laughs> so you should, you know, just, just talk to him, have a nice conversation. But tell him he's just got to at least come clean and be honest, and you can't even determine anything. Until that happens, you don't even think you did anything wrong. I'm really good on him right now, though. That's how my mind thinking right now, so... He's scared to lose you, so... Be, he can't be honest, and I'm scared that I'm going to be just following in something that is going to be a continuous pattern, you know. Pattern. might end up doing this again. Why do I got to tell you what you already know? All right, you guys, this is asking. Can y'all shut up? All I need <laughs> you to do is just keep us updated. I want to hear how this all turns out. I'm very interested, so we're going to revisit this. But you guys have this conversation right now, and tell them, stop the BS lying. I will. All right. Thank you. Good luck, Mama. Oh, man. Tell Listen, guys, truth. I love love. But Telling the truth ain't gonna change. I ain't that. a liar. If she not, if she don't, she clearly don't want to leave. She with him right now. And that's what I was saying. She know, she know everything that's going on, but she with him right now. But she, I know you doubt. did it. Just admit it. But it's still doubt. That's why. But he should just, just, just. Man There's up. no doubt. She saw the messages. Oh, Tell the truth. She saw the messages. All right. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. You got a question? Call her now at the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. As C and E. If you need relationship. Advice will help you out. Hello, who's this? This is Juice. Hey, your name is Juice? Yeah. All right. It sounds like, sound like your baby in the backseat choking on some juice right now. Why are you <laughs> coughing so much? What's your question? Whoa. All right. What's your question, Mama? My question is for some reason, it's not hard for me to find a day to find somebody to deal with, but I just cannot keep anyone. Because of them two little kids in the back. <laughs> Stop. How many kids you have back there, mama? I have a set of twins and a son. All right, you so got a set of twins. Hold on. So that's, oh, you got five kids? No, she got three kids. A set of twins and a son. A set of twins. Okay. Three. All right. I'm stupid. South Carolina Public School Education. All right. So you got three kids. <laughs> Nobody want no ready-made family, ma. That's oh, just all it is. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. How are you? How, how do you look? Are, are you in the gym? Do you look nice? Tell us how your parents look. I mean, well, I recently lost a lot of weight, and I look damn good. All right. I mean, like, flies on the, on the third, like, everybody's at me. All right, well, but everybody's asking. We don't have good conversation, though. Like, I cannot, I hate that. Well, where, where no, are you looking for these guys? Nobody wants a ready-made family, ma. Why are we lying to this young lady? You got three kids. That's what it is. Stop. I'm sure, I'm clearly your box is good, <laughs> Because people have shot your club up a few times, you know what I'm saying? But they just don't want to be, they don't want that ready-made family. Now, there's some guys out there who got two and three kids themselves so y'all can come together and make y'all own little ghetto Brady Bunch. But other than that, nah. Well, where are you looking, mama? Are you in the club? See, if you're in the club, yeah, you, your body might be look, you might look good. And, and like he said, if you're in the club, these guys want to smash and they might not want a, a ready-made family. But if you're looking for... I don't club in these, period. I don't club. I got three kids. Okay, so where, where, <laughs> you go look, where are you looking for these guys at? They find me at the grocery store, at the gas station, at the library. Find a man that has two or three kids like you do. Try Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, yes. People on Christian Mingle are very forgiving. Okay? That's not, that's they're, very, they're very forgiving. Hello, who's this? Rob, man. Rob, what's up, man? What's your question for C&E, bro? This 
chick gonna put a PPR on me. And she keep on saying that I'm falling. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said, chick, you said a chick pulled a pee-pee out on you. A PPO. <laughs> oh, PPO. Okay, all right, all right, okay. okay. Go ahead, right. bro. Yeah, she keep on saying I've been throwing rocks and stuff at her house, but my car been broke down for the past two months. So, like, all the stuff she's saying is I don't even got no way to get over to her crib. I mean, there's other ways than using your car, dummy. You could take a lift. You could take an Uber. Lift, bike. But- I mean, but, but you you might need to tape yourself being in your house, you know, just so the police do do know that you're at your house. Why is she messing with you so crazy? Because I don't know. She said she, so we broke up and she said she wanted her space. So I started giving her her space like she asked. And then all First this of all, thing popped off and started happening. What year is this that she's accusing you of throwing rocks at the window? <laughs> what happened to text messages and repeated phone calls over and over? And like, why are you throwing rocks at the window? That's what I'm saying is I don't have, I don't take Uber or Lyft nowhere. I come, like, I literally work 10 hours a day in the morning. First you said you don't drive. Now you're saying you don't take Uber or Lyft nowhere. But I ain't ask you that. I said, why are you throwing rocks at the girl's window? Oh, I don't throw rocks. You know what? I don't know what's going on here. Somebody yeah. lying. The girl, was accused, the girl is accusing him of, of throwing rocks at a window. He's saying he didn't do it. But like you said, who throws rocks at windows in 2018? Hello? Exactly. I just want the record to show we gave that guy no advice just now. <laughs> no. Hello, who's this? This is Christian. Hey, Christian. What's your question for CNE? So my question is, I've been dealing with this guy for about eight, nine months, mm-hmm. and... We've been spending a lot of time together, but every time we get into an argument or whatever, it's this one girl that he's always contacting, which is a female he used to deal with. So I'm just trying to figure (laughs) out, am I diagnosed with that Florida syndrome of being crazy and trying to make myself think it's normal? Or do I just need to let this dude go? You need to I let love- you need to let him go. I mean, first of all, if he's if he's still with the ex, because he's still with the ex, there is no ex when when it's a new relationship. You can't go back to your ex. You can't call your ex unless he got a baby by her. Now nah, that ain't how, happening. How long she say they've been together? Nine months. Nine months. Have y'all have y'all uh, been, uh, experienced any holidays together? Yes, yes, we oh, have. Okay, what holiday? Tell me which ones. Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, New Year's. Those are serious and, and, ones. And was he was he with you on Thanksgiving? Yes, yes, he's been he spends wow. all of his time with me. He does. Okay, so My you're not a, you're not a, you're not a side chick. She's not the side chick. No, no, I'm not the side chick. So so I'm thinking, being that he always contacts this girl anytime we get into an argument, is this something that he's not gonna let go? And I don't want to have to go through a relationship having to worry about that. Maybe they're well, just good friends now. Maybe they're just good friends nah, now, and that's what he re- that's what he reaches out to when he needs some advice about his woman. No, you can't have good friends with an ex. Let me talk to my ex. He exactly. If he, if he doesn't want to let that ex go, you let him go, and I guarantee you he'll be running back within three weeks. Why don't you just try him? Why don't you say, look, I want to have a threesome with me, you, and your ex, and see what he says. If he gets excited, he's definitely still uh, smashing her. That's disgusting. He's gross. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't say to do Thank it. Thank you, Mama. I didn't say to do Good it. Luck. I just said test the waters. Put your little big toe in the... Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Stacy. Hey, Stacy, what's your question for you? My question is, um, I've been in a relationship for the past seven years, and recently I lost my job, and with that, I needed more financial help with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And now, asking him for financial help, he's just gotten, like, worse, turned into a monster where we can't communicate. And I asked him, and he said, well, it's because... If I have to help you, then I should be treated the best way. So it's okay for me to curse at you. It's okay for me oh, to that be sounds ridiculous. abusive. So my question is, I don't know what to do because 
I do need the financial help, but I do know that his behavior is crap. Yeah, first of all, because I've come across some hard times and I've been working all this time, something unfortunate has happened to me. Obviously, I'm already feeling a little bit down because I don't have the finances that I need and that I'm comfortable with. And then to have somebody that's supposed to be your support system be, as you said, abusive, that sounds like that's a great warning sign that that's not somebody that you should be with in the future. As soon as you start saying somebody's abusive to you, as soon as something unfortunate happens and they're not there for you in your corner and he's acting like he could talk to you crazy imagine what he would do if y'all was together y'all had kids anything like that that doesn't sound like somebody that's an ideal mate that's the thing we do have kids and even with that i'll say okay well then we should try to co-parent and he'll say well we don't really have to co-parent i know when i can pick up my kids well when did things start going bad for you guys was it before you lost your job has it been like this like no probably like um a little bit before i lost my job but then once i lost it i guess before I used to just work and he could see that I'm independent and if we'll argue, you know, I don't have to ask him for anything, but now it's I need the financial help. Mm-hmm. I feel like he feels like it's you know, the doors are open now. I can stay and do what I wanna do and she needs my help. So if I try to talk to him it's more like, Okay, well shut the up. I don't want to hear it. And how do you react when he speaks to you like that? And what do you tell him? I just tell him like, Okay, do you know that what you're doing is not right? And he's just like, Yeah. So Yeah, he's got to learn. I, well, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I know I'm a good guy. You're the one that's making me upset. Right. Well, listen, babe, I hope you get yourself back together and get on your feet. But even for the sake of your children, do they see him speak to you like that? No. So he does it just in private, just the two of you, not in front of the kids. Well, he, he does it no matter where, but I just try to hold it together because I know if it's in front of the kids, I just try to play it off. So that way they don't think that's the best behavior. Yeah, because this sounds like a gateway to things getting even worse. Okay. So Thank I think you. right now you really got to nip this in the bud. And what I when I say that, I mean, if he's not willing to work on himself and understand that what he's doing is wrong, then you have to be thinking about your exit strategy. Okay. All right. And, you know, let him know, like, this is good for him, too, for him to want to change himself to be a better person. Has he ever put his hands on you? Yeah. Yeah, this is absolutely unacceptable. But he doesn't call it that. He says it's called roughing you up. It's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Have you spoken to any of your uh, friends or family or anybody that can be supportive to you? Uh, I've spoken to them, but they can't really be supportive right now. Because they, are you embarrassed to tell them what's really going on? Yeah. All right, Stacy, hold on the line. I'm going to talk to you <laughs> offline. But here's the thing. I don't want you to feel like this is in any way your fault. It's all his fault. Like, there's no reason for a man to be putting his hands on you. There's no reason for him to be speaking to you in an abusive manner. You don't deserve that. He's the one with an issue, and you shouldn't be embarrassed. Okay. All right, hold on the line. Yeesh. Well, all right, well, ask ye. We'll get her some professional help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I'm going to get her information, and I have somebody that she could talk to. But, you know, this I feel like this has been an ongoing situation when people are reaching out to me behind the scenes, you know, via the email, helpmeye at gmail.com. I had one woman send me pictures of herself with marks all over her. That's and crazy. those first steps that you have to take as far as getting away from the person who's abusing you, though, is a really difficult thing to do. People say, well, if someone put their hands on me, I would leave. But you don't know what you would do unless you get yourself in that situation. Situation, and clearly she's in a, a tough spot. But And if you don't want to call the police, I'll call the police for you. All you got to do gotta is You got to take action. And listen, you got to go and make sure you do the proper procedures. Get a restraining order. If you don't make him stop now, it's never going to stop. All you got to do is give me the young man's name and send me a picture of yourself. I'll send it right to the proper authorities. And there you go, officer, right there. Him. Him. Right there.